Mike, I don't know if you noticed that I'm wearing a fucking dope Persona 5 shirt right now. I saw the shirt. Uh, I knew I owned this shirt, but I couldn't find this shirt because I have too many fucking shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like you also might suffer from this problem. Yeah. So I did the unthinkable this week, partially in preparation for PAX and partially just because it really needed to get done because I just have too many shirts. I went through all of my T-shirts and probably got rid of about 30 to 40 shirts, which was not easy to do. I sent you a picture. Yeah. Uh, I basically, the way I tried to do it was I had my tier one, which not getting rid of, which was most of the shirts. Then I had the tier two, and then I had shirts that were like, I'll just get rid of this because it's like super old and like stained or whatever, raggedy, whatever. Um, so th- there were shirts that I got rid of off the bat, but that was very low. There wasn't a lot of those. So then it came to like parting with tier two shirts. It was not, it was not easy. It was not fun. Mm. It was, uh, it was unfortunately a lot of Johnny Cupcake shirts, just shirts that I know I'm not going to wear again. Yeah. Um, I still have a bunch of Johnny Cupcake shirts that I will wear at some point, but there was just ones that I was like, I'm never going to wear this, you know, Celtics Johnny Cupcake shirt ever again. Mm-hmm. Just, I'm not going to wear it. Um, but I still haven't actually departed with the shirts because some of them have only been worn like once or a handful of times. So I'm, I don't even want like, I, like I'm, I'm talking like $5. Like I don't want like a lot of money, but there is like a, there, like Johnny Cupcake's fans are like, Diehard fans. Like, I'm, I'm still a fan of Johnny Cupcakes. Um, so I feel like some of the older shirts that I've had, because I've been buying his shirts since like 2013. Mm-hmm. Um, and if people listening aren't familiar with like Johnny Cupcakes' like kind of business model, part of it is a lot of shirts that he makes, he makes them, and then once they're sold out, he never makes them again. He may bring back certain shirts in like a new colorway, so it'll be like a variation of the original shirt. But he usually never brings shirts back. Um, so like it's kind of it's kind of like every shirt is a is a limited item. Yeah, I mean it is a limited item for all intents and purposes, but it has that little bit of specialness to it because really, if you buy it, you probably can't ever buy it again. Um, so there are people that look for older shirts because again, can't he doesn't reproduce them. So I think that I do have a decent amount of shirts that people actually would want. Um, and again, like, I don't, I'm not trying to like make, like, there are people that like sell these shirts for like 30, 50 bucks or whatever. I'm, I'm literally just like, listen, send me fucking money for shipping and five bucks and you can have, like, you can have these shirts. I just, I would rather someone who really cares about them get them than me just donating them. Um, but if not, I'll just donate them. But it was not easy to do. And I really, I hate parting with Johnny Cupcake shirts because there was a point in time where I wore so many Johnny Cupcake shirts. It was like mm-hmm. pretty much my wardrobe. Yeah, I remember that. Um, and now it's kind of flipped back to more nerd shirts than anything else, mm-hmm. um, which is what it was prior to Johnny Cupcake. So it just like did like a seesaw back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, but do you see yourself doing that at any point? Uh, hopefully. It, 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 there's definitely like... Uh, there's a lot of shirts that I own that I like. I only keep because I feel as though there is like I can. There's I, a perp like there's a there would be a situation to where yes I feel like the same way a situation even if the situation is look at me I'm painting around the house better put on like a shirt I don't care about yeah here here here's your time to shine well I feel like I also have shirts that it's like I'm probably not gonna wear this any other time than if I go to this thing or if I have to be at this thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's tough. If I had more if I had more space, I would just keep everything. But 
some of the shirts definitely needed to get thrown away or just donate or gone because they're just raggedy. Yeah. They just needed to be put to put to bed. Um, it's time to move on. I have so many shirts that I like I I a lot of the same ones come into my rotation because they're dope shirts in my opinion. And I have so many shirts, so it's like a lot of my other shirts don't even get worn anyway. So going through everything was actually like a cathartic experience. Mm -hmm. Uh, Did you, so you basically shook one eye and said, does this spark joy? And then you're like, it doesn't spark joy. (sighs) No, not really. I I, I try to just do it more because they all spark joy. I would have kept them all. It was more of like a, I, I need to actually say to myself, am I going to wear this shirt this year? Like, if I'm not going to wear this this year, I probably don't need it anymore. Um, so I, I did get through a lot of my shirts. Surprisingly, I got through that many of them, and my dresser is still almost fucking full. So I just, I don't, I'm going to have to do this again soon, I guess. Ideally, if I could get away with wearing a t-shirt every day, I would just go through all my, like, I would just wear one every single day. I, I just don't, I'm not outside enough Yeah, I to, to do that. could probably... Like, I could probably wear a different shirt for, like, three months if I actually did that. I feel like I could probably do the same. Yeah. Um, The other cool thing about doing this, though, was that, like, there were some shirts that I knew I had but, like, kind of forgot that I had. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, shit, like, I'll put this near the top because I'll wear this soon. This this being one of them. I bought this a pack last year. And I was like, I've worn it once since then because it got just in a drawer I couldn't find or whatever. Um, so there was some cool stuff that I came across that I was like, oh, I'll put these under the top to wear them again soon. Um, but a part of that was, A, I just have too many shirts. And B, part of like our PAX thing is that we, we care about our shirts. Shirt, shirt game is important. Mm-hmm. But before we get into that, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 185 of the Past the Controller podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. It's not working. It's happening. Past Control Podcast is a show where a couple of best friends talk about the latest in gaming and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Dazir. Mike, how are you doing mm-hmm. on this du- double feature tonight? Mm-hmm. Mike, is, Mike is not happy with me because we're, we're doing a little back-to-back episodes because PAX East is coming up. It's in a few days. It's in six days from today. And this is our going to be our pre-PAX episode. Um, so we're going to pretty much talk about PAX this whole episode. So Mike's, Mike's going to sit with me for a nice two hours and hate himself. I'm sorry. I apologize, Mike. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I guess getting into PAX altogether. Actually, before we even get into packs, actually, fuck it, we're getting into packs. This episode sponsored by Goodnight Fatty, but we'll talk more about that later. Shirts are like a thing for us. Mm-hmm. They, I feel like they've always been that way. Mm-hmm. Like anytime we go to packs, Anime Boston, or any other convention, like shirts are important. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like maybe not in more recent years. I I can't remember. It's, there's just been so many conventions over our friendship. Uh, for for me to really remember the last few years if this was a thing but at least there was a point in time where like i feel like we were so on point with our shirt selections that we would we weren't like fishing for compliments but we would get compliments on our shirts like that's a dope shirt that's a nice shirt and it would be kind of like a like a you know it'd be like a a fucking gimli and 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 thing like they're always like trying to 
Who can kill more people? Legolas can stay. Yeah. Who can? That's what I would do to my shirts every time. I'd look at it, unfold it, go, Legolas can stay, and roll it back up. It was not said in the film. And then, and then whenever I did get rid of him, I'd go, Gimli, and I'd throw it. Because mm. I'm like throwing it at Gimli. Yeah, I got it. Uh, anyways, that was a thing. Um, but I feel like it's kind of like Legolas and Gimli in, in battle. They're always like, I've got four orcs. And he's like, I've got seven. And that's like us with the confidence. I guess, I guess I'm Gimli in this scenario. I, what I'm trying to figure out is like, whenever you did Legolas, like Orlando Bloom's character, you just like talked like, yeah, I got four. And then when you do Gimli, like, <laughs> I mean, that's their fucking characters. Legolas is like, uh, like not loud, like fair spoken, and fucking Gimli is a mess. <laughs> Gimli, <laughs> so there's definitely scenes of Lord of the Rings, at least in the extended versions, maybe these were deleted scenes. I don't know what the fuck Gimli is saying. I have no idea what gibberish is. scenes where like Gimli's passed out on the floor and everyone's like just, just like ignoring it. Mike, there is a scene in the extended version, like this full scene that was on the Blu-ray that I just recently watched, the extended version, is definitely not in the theatrical release. But I'm pretty sure it's in Return of the King. There's a scene after a battle. They decide, yeah, good idea. Let's, you know, let's just fucking go all get hammered because we don't have to go to Mordor right now and kill everyone. We got to just have a time to get hammered. So... Gimli and Orlando Bloom, <laughs> Legolas, are, uh, like, having a drinking contest. Right. And uh, Legolas, or maybe elves in general, I don't know. Like, they don't drink, or they don't drink a lot. So, like, Gimli's like, oh, I drink anyone under the table. And Gimli just gets fucking wasted. And he, like, throws up, maybe? I don't even remember. But the, the scene in the extended versions is definitely... It's not like, extended scenes. This is just, like, Orlando Bloom and whoever played Gimli, like, just hanging out behind the scenes and... I'll just get him shit. Fixed. I was wondering why they were in regular clothes. Yeah. <laughs> no, but uh, it like this the the this Blu-ray definitely had longer versions of that scene because I was like I definitely don't remember like all of this Gimli hammered stuff. Uh, but anyways, yeah. um, so shirts. Yeah, so shirts I feel like are important. Um, I have my shit already picked out. I don't know if you have already gone through that that far. Mm-hmm. I got I got my wardrobe pretty much set at this point. No, I got nothing. It's crazy. Because I didn't buy any, I didn't really get any new shirts. So I'm, I mean, I guess mine's not, not, because not, because again, a lot of thought going into it, but Mm. most of my wardrobe is going to be past the controller shirts for this weekend. Figured. So I, I like, most of my planning was okay, which shirts am I going to wear on which day and which shirts am I going to wear on the two panels? Like that was kind of like the real, what I had to figure out. There will be some moments where I'm not in past controller shirts because like Thursday, I don't know if I want to be in the shirt that I'm going to be in the panel on all day because, like, I don't want to be sweaty in that shirt. Um, Same thing with Sunday. I might, like, not wear those shirts until closer to the panel. Mm. Um, So we'll see. I don't know. Plus, I mean, we're going to be doing other things, leaving packs, hanging out in other spots. So I'm going to have other things to, like, swap out of. Um, So I I have put that stuff aside. It's already, like, set aside. Uh, So... I guess we can kind of talk about just what what to expect for people listening that like haven't been to a PAX or haven't been to a big convention or you know if if they're not going just kind of like talk about what what exactly like goes down at PAX because I mean at least for me I mean we're we're a little spoiled that PAX is in our state because mm-hmm. uh, I mean there's only a few around the world because there's one in australia um so like not everyone has the ability to go to these 
events. There's one here. PAX East is here. PAX South is in uh, Texas. PAX West, which is the original PAX, is in Seattle. And then PAX Aus is in Australia. Um, I mean, if you don't live in a good vicinity of those, there might be a chance you don't get to ever really go to one. Obviously, like, I know a lot of people coming to PAX East are traveling from, you know, as far as California. Like, they're coming from everywhere to come here. So people do travel all over to go to these different ones. You know, we're, we're planning on going to PAX West this year, so we'll be going to the other side of this country too. Um, but it, there's there's definitely people that don't have the ability, you know, or or the... I guess the opportunity to come to these types of things. Um, so we're, we're spoiled in that regard. Um, but I guess what are, uh, in preparations for PAX, like what are, like, how do you prepare for PAX? Uh, Aside from like past controller stuff, like just more about like, uh, just a convention attendee. Figure out the schedule. Of the panels. Do you do that in advance? Do you usually plan some stuff out? I typically at least pick panels that I think I'm interested in. So, like, if I hit a lull in the day, I'm like, well, this is going on right now. I could swing by there. Yeah. So, I, I do the same thing, and I, I recommend if you're attending PAX, you you, us, you usually have access to the schedule of panels uh, far in advance, a few weeks, if not a month uh, or more. Um, and there there's always really interesting things to see obviously we're on two panels so you know i'm gonna go to bat for panels but you know prior to us getting panels i've always gone to panels every year uh pretty much every convention we go to i always go to you know a handful of panels at the very least um but i actually haven't so guidebook is an app you can download on your phone it's free and it usually syncs up to most nerd-related conventions where it has the full schedule, has maps, has all these things. So you can basically go into this app and kind of like add things to your personal schedule so you can get reminders on your phone, all these things about about apps, I mean about uh, panels and stuff. But I haven't looked, so I haven't looked into Guidebook. I can look right now. But I I don't think PAX is on Guidebook this year. PAX is on and I think that's why. Um, so I I have to probably update my article. No, I guess it doesn't matter at this point. But usually I would suggest using Guidebook. Let me just type in PAX East right now and see if it shows up. It doesn't show up. So they must have just decided it was better to have their own app. So, I, yeah, in years past, I'd always say use Guidebook. But now just download the PAX East 2020 app onto your phone. And it gives you, like, you know, all of the... It gives you access to maps. It gives you access to all the panels, the exhibitors that are there, um, other fun things. There's usually a, at least in the past, there was always the like the PAX XP thing with yeah. Guidebook where you could like find QR codes throughout the event. And, and it is there. It's on there. Oh, PAX XP. I didn't even see it. I was looking for something else for some reason. Um, so I would highly recommend downloading this app if you're going to PAX because, again, it'll allow you to kind of keep all of the PAX-centric things in one place. Like, even if you do have, like, for me, because, you know, we're, we're going to be there, you know, interviewing some people and, and playing some games with, you know, outside of the general public and all these other things. So I have, like, all these other notes and stuff in my phone for my personal schedule and stuff. But even if you do have that for certain reasons, I would recommend using the schedule on the PAX app because it's really good about like, oh, I can click on this panel that looks interesting, read the description, and if it actually is, I can just add it to your schedule on your phone and set reminders, like, you know, 15 minutes before, 30 minutes before. That way you can plan out your day accordingly. Um, But I would definitely, like Mike said, I would 
I would uh I would look to look at the panels in advance because there's definitely a lot of cool things there and there's obviously like a lot of things that unfortunately overlap sometimes that that interest you so you can kind of like weigh and pick and choose what things uh, you know seem more important to you or more enjoyable where are you gonna oh no i just noticed that they added uh that there too oh okay so i uh, did we talk about the last episode i don't know i think we did so yeah i think we were talking about our panel so one of the things that they added into the app this year because it's a new app unless they had this for pax west i have no idea uh, is they added a PAX Lines thing. So it seems like they're going to, at least for the, I would imagine, the busier panels, I don't know, for every panel, they'll uh, they'll have notes on on lines so that you can kind of plan your day out accordingly. Because that's one of the things about PAX is that there's a lot of people there. And PAX, as opposed to something like E3, is a little bit more catered to like fans. It's just catered to you know average, regular, everyday people um, who want to, you know, meet other people who like games and, and nerd culture and, you know, get hands-on time with games that aren't out yet and all these other fun things. Um, so there's so many people there, and the lines for certain games can be really long. The lines for certain panels will be really long and fill up very quickly. So, like, you need to kind of plan stuff out in advance if there's things you care about. Like, well, I guess not. Sony just pulled out this week of PAX, which is unfortunate, um, cause they had some really cool things at their booth. So I don't know what's going to happen with that space, but you know, they were bringing last of us Two, which would be the first demo. Uh, so that would presumably be a very busy, uh, booth on the floor. So, you know, if you were trying to play something like that, I would recommend, you know, not building your whole pack schedule around it, but I would definitely be like, all right, like on Thursday morning, I'm going to go right to the PlayStation booth and try to get this played so that way i can like kind of cross it off and move on um and that would be i would probably argue for for people who are regular attendees and don't have you know a media badge or some other badge that would give you you know some preferential treatment in certain areas um if there's a game in particular that you want to see on the show floor that you think will be busy or have like a a long line i would try to maybe if you're going to be at pax as soon as the doors open i would try to get there and just go right to that booth and just try to get that done because certain games are going to just have long queues all day long. Um, there are usually times like maybe around like lunch hours and stuff that like lines might get a little slower or I guess not as long, but you can't really, you know, bank on that because other people will also be trying to do that. So you can't just, you know, bank on, Oh, I'll go when, you know, it's lunchtime because, a lot of people are going to be having those thoughts. So it won't necessarily uh, be that where you're pulling up for a specific reason. Or... No, I, was, I didn't know they did this now, too. So basically. Yeah, I mean, this app seems way better than what Guidebook was doing. So it like totally so makes sense for them to make their own app. So then, and then if you were had. Uh, actually, that would only come into play. If you hit the near you, it will use the GPS to figure out where you are in proximity to the other. Oh, which I wouldn't bank on that working too well because okay. i would imagine it, like i have shitty cell service more on the show floor packs mm-hmm. um so i like wouldn't bank on the near you function working at, le- at least probably wouldn't work on my phone properly um but yeah i guess we can kind of dive into this paxis app because i haven't really fiddled with it too much um because it's a new app for us this year so you get general info on the show 
which is pretty cool. It just gives you like a rundown of times that the show floor is open and the PAX itself is open. Um, so that's the other thing too about PAX. The show floor is only open for a portion of the day, which is that's the part of the show where all of the exhibitors are. So anyone that's demoing games or you know any of the shops or stuff like that, all of that stuff is in one big area, the middle of PAX East. Um, and that's only open for a portion of the day. It's not open... I think past six is usually when it closes, so probably ten to six. Uh, let me see, Paxis, blah blah blah. Expo hall hours are ten to six. Yeah, so I would imagine that uh, you know, that's that's the deal there. I would you know plan around that, and then the panels usually run you know from ten up until midnight, and then on Sunday ten to seven because it's Sunday closes a little bit earlier. Um, so yeah, so you get general info, you get schedule, which allows you to look through the panel list for each day. I also believe it should have tournaments and stuff. So pretty much any of like the, so panels, tournaments, and things like that will all be here. And it looks like if you, let me just go to Thursday at 7.30. Let me see. We got, oh, I was stuck in tournaments, that's why. So Thursday at 7.30, if I star that, where does it put it? If I click on me, perfect. So it gives you like a little section for favorites, stuff like that. Okay. So yeah, I would definitely recommend like downloading this app. It's free. Getting in there, looking through the panels if you haven't already done that. You can also look at the panel list on the PAX website. So you can look there. But it'll give you, click on panels, it'll give you descriptions of what the panel is and who's on it. Um, So that's a really great thing to do so that you can plan ahead. Um, Usually what I do, I think Mike also does this as well. Um, Usually what I do is I'll go through the panels. And I'll just star or add to my schedule everything that I think looks interesting. And then if I have overlapping stuff, I'll either keep them both there because I might decide game time decision. Or I'll then choose, like, all right, I think this looks more interesting, so I'll choose this one over that. Um, so that would be a good way to to kind of go through and kind of plan packs it a little bit. Again, like, I, I think it's better to be overprepared than underprepared. So I would go in and try to plan as much as possible and try to schedule stuff. But when you get to PAX, I think unless you're there to do stuff that like we're doing, where you need to have a little bit more of a scheduled time in certain areas, um, you know, have fun. Like it's there, you're there to have fun. You know, if you want to network and meet other people that like games and like the things that you like, like that's obviously a great place to do it too. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's important to go there and not, stress out of i need to do this i need need to play this i need to go to this panel you know at the end of the day have fun and if you miss a panel you know it's not the end of the world if you don't get the chance to play a game it's not the end of the world you can you know if you if you had that much interest in playing it and you didn't get the chance to play it then it's probably worth it for you to you know pursue it when it comes out you know buy it or you know wait for a demo or something um We'll see what else we got on this app before we move on. So it gives you the full map, so you can check out the whole layout of of all the different floors there. Uh, gives you a list of the exhibitors that are there. So if you're looking for a certain studio, or if you're looking for a certain like shop or something, um, you can find it there, and it'll tell you what booth it is, so you can find it a little bit easier on the map. Um, Pax XP was that thing we were talking about before, where it was a, uh, it's like a game. Yeah. I don't really, I don't really know what the goal of the game is. Like I, I don't know. What what do you get? Uh, instant win stations. I mean, you might win something at some of those stations, or uh, I don't know, some other things. I've never, I never put that much effort into playing it. It's something like well, if we walked across one, we would scan it, but we never like went out of our way to do it. Exactly. Um, it looks like it explains a little bit. 
Um, a custom story with clues scattered on the convention. Unlock the story one chapter at a time. Return to the lobby for a prize when you find all nine stations. So you do get something. And then, like Mike said, there are instant win stations. So I do remember, I think it was like, was it tied to that booth that was doing haircuts? Remember there was like one where you like scanned it and it would like be a roulette and then you yeah. won a thing. I won like pins. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking about, right? I, yeah, I remember that. Uh, so there are some stations that you kind of have the chance to win something off the bat, uh, which reminds me. I still have that fucking oh, wh- that, whatever. That, oh, yeah. I forgot about that SSD. I know. I completely forgot about that. We either need to build a computer with it or sell it. Yeah. Anyways. Um, show specials. It says coming soon. I have no idea what that is. Uh, games list. So like Mike said before, there's like a full list of the games that should be there. So you can potentially look up the games that way and find them. Um, merch, more details coming soon. My guess is it will just show all of the PAX merch, not like every vendor, just the PAX merch, um, which I will ahead of the gate say there are certain items that are like limited to every show, and there are certain ones that are like the exclusive ones. So, like if you're into the pin game, like I am, there's always a limited edition pin for that year of PAX. That pin always sells out quickly. So if like things like that, if the limited edition merch is the stuff you don't want to miss, I would probably dedicate the first morning that you're at PAX to that because the lines are very long and they do sell out of them quickly. So if there's like a specific thing of merch that is limited, I would probably seek that out sooner rather than later. With the pin in particular, they they usually will do like, I don't know how many, but let's just say they'll do a thousand for each day. So it's the first thousand get sold and then they don't do more until the next day. But that stuff does sell out. So if you are looking for it, please, you know, do your due diligence and get in line early. Um, PAX lines, we kind of went over that a little bit. PAX countdown, which I guess is just six days away. Um, PAX social media, which is just going to be their social links, it looks like. Uh, buy badges, which I guess if you don't have badges yet, you could buy them through the app. Uh, security and accessibility. And it's just stuff and report a problem. So um, this is actually a pretty robust app. Yeah. Uh, I didn't really look into it before. I just thought it was a way to look at the schedule and stuff. Mm-hmm. I didn't know it fully replaced guidebook. Um, so that's a that's a cool app. Um, that I would I would definitely say that's an essential app to have, especially because guidebook doesn't have PAX East this year. I would definitely download that app if you want to PAX because it kind of just puts everything in one space for you. Even if you don't use it a ton, it is definitely useful to have on your on your person for sure. Um, other things that I would definitely recommend going into PAX um, is like like I had said before. Um, Uh, lines can be long both for panels and for certain games so a great way to kind of make lines go faster other than just you know talking to people online or if you're in line with friends is you know bringing a 3ds bringing a vita or bringing your switch if you're like cool with being out with those things obviously like you know i'm not saying people wouldn't steal things if they had the right opportunity but i also think that there's a lot of like-minded people there and that's not like what like people are doing but i i would imagine like theft can still happen so obviously you know if you don't feel safe bringing that type of stuff out in a big space like that then obviously don't but if you're fine with having those things out in public i mean there will be plenty of other people playing with those three specific handheld items in lines and it's a great way to pass the time um i don't know like every year up until i'd say now 3ds is like a cult thing at at pax especially because of street passes. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know if that's still a thing. I mean, I'm sure there are some people that still do it, but... I think I did it last year. I can't remember if I did it the year before that. I didn't do it the last two years simply because it's just with pass controller stuff. I feel like that's just one thing I had to cut out. I was like, I don't have time to do street passes all day anymore. Mm. Um, but I don't know if like there's a big chunk of people that still do. There is a, still a handheld gaming lounge. So I'd imagine that there are still people that do street passes and care about it. Miss it. It's great. I, I, I kind of wish the Switch had it, but I also like that I don't have to think about bringing my Switch everywhere I go. Yeah, I don't have to think about bringing my Switch light. Which, did you buy one? No, I should have. I know, we all should have. We all, we all should have. Looking back, I really should have just bought it that day when I saw it. I like, we, Todd is mad that he didn't. We're all mad that we didn't. The only person that came out on top was Mike. Yep, fucking Maybe. Mike didn't fuck around. Mike saw, Mike saw it and said, Mike that's said a deal. He's like, I'll do it. That's a fucking deal. Um, yeah, because like for me, I used to bring my 3DS fucking everywhere. Like I would bring it, I would bring it to work. And leave it in my, like, like... Glove compartment? I would leave it... Well, I wouldn't leave it in my car a lot, but, like, when I was working at the Prudential mm-hmm. for Cheesecake, like, I would bring it to work with me and leave it in my bag because I would get so many street passes just because it's the Prudential and there was people walking around with it. Like, I would, I would like, in the middle of my shift, just, like, walk in there, like, oh, yeah, I got some street passes. Let me clear this out real quick. All right, close it up. Let's go. Um, so, like, I would bring it around. I pretty much always had my 3DS available because I wanted to get street so passes. Open, people would walk, like, you'd see people walk in and be like, hey, I'm boo 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 And they'd say a thing. Yeah. And you'd be like, oh, all right, guy. Okay. Mike, you just want, I want to get those hats. Like, I need to have dope hats for my me. Um, but I'm sure there's still a community of people that do that at PAX because that's a great place to get street passes. Um, but regardless, I definitely think like having something like that to help pass the time and in the lines is obviously great. Um, so definitely not a bad thing that to do. Uh, obviously, if you bring those items, bring like the game or games that you'd want to play, and bring a fucking charger. Do not forget chargers across all your devices. Make sure you bring your chargers. Your phone. You know, if you're bringing a computer for some reason, all those things. Make sure you bring your chargers. Um, what are what would you say are like some other uh, convention essentials for your backpack? Mm. Like obviously, if you're traveling to PAX and staying in a hotel, what you're bringing to the hotel and what you're bringing to the convention aren't the same thing necessarily. So just strictly like what what are you, if you're bringing a bag in, what are you like what are you, what are some of your essentials, Mike? Uh, typically charger, like I said. Mm-hmm. Um, I've slimmed down a bit simply because I don't see myself bringing my my 3ds um i may have a laptop or tablet and the charger to go with it i think most of my things i'll use use usb-c so like i can get away with like one charger that's good yeah um let's see i so to add on hand sanitizer absolutely hand sanitizer is a is a must i mean i wash your hands constantly at packs but we'll get into that later but hand sanitizer is a good one to have on hand um mints or gum there's another thing I like to keep handy just because we talk to a lot of people. Um, I would probably uh, sometimes, well, I usually bring, and I think you usually bring one too, a portable charger. Yeah. That way, if you're not near an outlet, you can still charge your, your phone or other devices that right. you need charged. Oh, shit. This may prove to be a problem. What happened? So, as I'd mentioned to Jen when I came in here, I'm doing stuff to my room. So, like, they torn down the walls, mm. repaint the walls. I can be doing stuff. For this project, I removed everything from my room. So, like, I cleaned out a drawer and all that stuff. So, like, 
I know I had the charger, but it was in a drawer, which was put into a box, which was put into another room, which is covered by a bunch of other boxes. Because oh, no. we're doing things to two different rooms at once. Like, everything's just All right. gone. Make sure we have the stuff for the panel. Camera, all that stuff. I, I had to dig that camera out. And I was like, oh, shit. I did say I was going to bring this camera. And, like, it, the problem was, like, I knew I needed the camera at some point, but I wasn't the one that moved the box. Ah, uh, I, I get you. I left stuff out knowing them. I need these things later. If... Any of your, I mean, obviously panel stuff, but any of your personal, like, I need to make sure I have these things out for packs, but you need a place to, like, you can put them here, so that way they're just in a spot that's not yeah. moved. I just need to, I'll have to make some sort of inventory of what I actually want to bring and what things. Yeah, pack your bag, like, this weekend, or at least get things put, like, that's what I've already been starting to do, because I feel like Monday's going to come, and it's going to be a fucking rush, and I'm not going to have the time that I think I have in my head. That's why I've already started. I haven't started packing, but I've started like clumping things together that I know I need to bring. Like the dining room table has like a stack of things that need to come to packs that I cannot forget. Those are probably like some of the important things. Like I, I can't say what they are, but yeah, mm -hmm. some of the important things are out there that I cannot forget. Um, anyways, uh, so other essential items. We got chargers. We got hand sanitizer. We got uh, gum. Gum. I don't. I don't think you can bring containers. Can you bring water bottles in? I don't. Can, I guess the in question is: Can you bring your own refillable water container? It might have to be empty. empty yeah. And then you can fill it up at one of like the water yeah. fountains around. Because so to kind of build off of this whole thing is convention food is usually not that great and it's also very expensive um also, so it's fucking packed mostly like like all the time at least like the main kit cafeteria is is always packed is always packed yeah and you might be able to find like one of the other uh small like carts somewhere and then you can sit in a corner yeah yeah the 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 food situation at packs can be like if you if you're if it's your first time or if you aren't like versed in conventions it can seem like this is where you have to eat and drink that is not the case do not do that if you don't have to or don't want to um i would definitely recommend um i would definitely recommend looking at okay so yeah you can definitely bring outside food in because I, I usually bring like you know some sort of snack bars or like a box of cheeses or something you can definitely do that i just i feel like liquid containers might have to be empty or they have to be sealed i don't remember yeah maybe i'm just remembering wrong they, they don't want you getting trashed at PAX. yeah that's that's part of it pax east in particular is like very weird about alcohol because a few years ago someone underage got mm -hmm. you know whatever got beer in the cafeteria area somehow yeah. um which for the past few years the like the beer the bar in the food area inside PAX was always dry. You couldn't actually get alcohol there anymore. But this year they changed that. I don't know if that spot will serve alcohol, but there is going to be a separate, like, 21, on, 21 plus only um, area that is that has beer, at least. I don't know if it has other stuff. Um, so I would definitely recommend bringing some sort of snacks, like having bars, like I, like, you know, Whatever I I don't what, snack bars. What are they like? Is there like a term for them? Fruit bars? I don't know. Bringing some snacks, some sort of snacks to have in your bag is always great. Um, but definitely like take a look at the areas around there. There will obviously be places that are um, 
you know, packed because that part of Boston, the seaport area is just busy in general, but it will be also extra busy because it, there's 20, I'm sorry, like 50,000 people at least coming to that area for PAX. Um, so there's definitely a bunch of great restaurants and bars right outside of PAX. Um, obviously if you are going to go to places, you know, tip your bartenders, tip your servers, you know, don't, don't screw them out. They're going to be busy, crazy busy, you know, overwhelmed. Even if you aren't getting the best service in the world, they're dealing with, you know, just Boston natives. They're dealing with tourists in general. And then they're dealing with people that are there for the convention. Uh, PAX really floods that area um, a lot, but there's a lot of great food options. Um, Feel free to reach out to us if you need suggestions on where to eat or where to go and don't be afraid. So in general, I would say, don't be afraid to, to leave PAX. I feel like, I mean, I'm guilty of it plenty of times is don't be afraid to have like FOMO about, Oh, I don't want to leave PAX. Cause you know, whatever, it, like take time outside, get fresh air. It'll be cold, but cause it's February in Massachusetts, but still like take time to get fresh air. There's so many people in a confined space. Like you need fresh air to re-energize yourself, to not get sick. Um, so take time to go outside, take time to go outside, go for a walk, get a coffee, go somewhere else and get food. Um, I would use convention food as a last resort. The last two years, the food has gotten a little bit better simply because they've allowed um, some oh. like pop-ups to come in there. Yeah, who, Roxy's Grilled Cheese. Who was inside where I remember it was like up by like the Skywalk and like there was a line it wrapped around. Roxy's Grilled Cheese. That was Roxy's Grilled Cheese inside? Yeah. Oh, okay. Or it was a grilled cheese. It might have been a different one, but it was like, it was like a Roxy's mm-hmm. Grilled Cheese. Um, so there are like some pop-up food things that are allowed to be in there. Uh, the last two years, Atomic Coffee, which is like a local coffee roaster, uh, had carts that were like selling better coffee. Um, so like look for those types of things. But, you know, if if you're fine with convention food, do that. But again, I, I would recommend there's there's – you could spend the same amount of money you'd spend on convention food for something that's probably just a little bit, you know, healthier or just more fulfilling. Mm-hmm. Um, for fast food places that are like directly around packs, I know there's, there is, I mean, there's plenty of Dunkin' Donuts in Starbucks if you're like considering that. Uh, there's a Jimmy John's right across the street. I don't know. I've never eaten at a Jimmy John's. Neither I don't know I. if that's a fast food place. I think it is a quick food place. Like it's like a I quick sub place. The smells are free. Um, there's not really a lot of fast food in that not, direct area. Not direct area. I feel like you have to walk. You have to like commit to a walk for a bit before you get to. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's definitely fast food in Boston. It's just in the seaport itself. There's, I can't, I can't think of anything in like a 10 minute walking distance that would be like a McDonald's or Burger King. Mm-hmm. Um, if you went a little bit deeper into Boston, you could find all that stuff. No problem. Um, there are definitely not fast food places nearby that are quicker food options. Um, I actually found, so last weekend when Jen and I went into Boston to eat in Chinatown, we spent some time in the seaport and part of my wheels turning while we were down there was I have a list in my phone of like new food places that I didn't know were like a thing. Um, actually, you know what I will say, which I kind of don't want to say cause it's kind of like a secret, but I'll say it anyway. That I feel like so there's a Shake Shack that's very close, but I feel like it's kind of hidden, so not a lot of people know where it is. Mm-hmm. It still gets a little busy, but I feel like people don't know that it's there. Um, so there is a Jimmy John's. I mean, yeah, there's a Jimmy John's, yeah. but there's a Shake Shack right there, which again, not like fast food, but it's like way quicker than a sit down restaurant. Um, but I found I found a place, Mike, that is 
just chicken sandwiches. Oh. And it looks delicious. And it looks like it's like it'll function kind of like a fast food place. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll tell I'll tell you about that separately. Uh, that way you also are aware. But I have a list of food places um, that uh, if anyone's looking for recommendations, feel free to let me know, and I can I can definitely share some. But there's a lot of great restaurants and a lot of great bars around there. The Harpoon Brewery is not far from there, uh, as well as Trillium. I personally don't like Trillium. I'm a big craft beer drinker, but Trillium is you know a lot of people. Put that up there as one of the best breweries. Definitely one of the best local breweries. So I would check it out if you care about craft beer. is next weekend. So would I be able to go buy Harpoon and get the Mike's Cannoli? When's that launch? Uh, I don't know because I don't. I I also don't drink Harpoon beer. Um, did they say if it's brewery only? I don't remember. I only saw in the news like today. I saw that too. Remind me after the episode and I'll find out if it's getting distributed to stores cuz I, I would know that just cuz of my day job. Um and if it is, I can find out where to buy it. If not, we can yeah. I'm probably going I ask as if I'm the guy going around eating canolas all the time and I'm not. I feel like that that speaks to you though. Um but I definitely like I said before, phone, I wouldn't be worried about missing out, you know, and I definitely if especially if you're traveling from far away and you've never been to Boston before, like if you want to take time to go check out some sites in Boston, like that's definitely stuff you can work into your schedule and, you know, definitely stuff that I think is worth doing. And, you know, some of the PAX East after parties are, um, you know, not in the seaport. They're in downtown Boston. So there are some parties that are a little bit further away that will get you some time to experience other parts of the city. Um, but don't be afraid to ask me or, or Mike or other people. Like if we're happy to answer like Boston related questions, like if you want to know stuff, you know, we definitely want people to feel welcome and safe while they're here. Um, and, you know, maybe avoid some of the not great parts of Boston um, and find things to do or places to eat in places that are a little bit safer or, you know, better for tourists or, or what have you. Um, but there are a lot of good on the craft beer thing. There are a lot of good bars in the seaport that will have great craft beer lists and a lot of really good local options if you want to try stuff that isn't available you know where you're from um todd's texting me about pack stuff i can't respond to that right now but to kind of to kind of wrap more things up here with packs what would you what would you suggest people um you know what would you suggest people do with their time at packs mike what's your favorite thing about packs I love PAX. Um, hmm. Best thing. Spending all my money. That's your favorite thing to do? Well, I keep doing it, so I must be getting something out of it, right? I guess. I don't know. For for me, a big part of PAX is, is, is the networking, meeting other people. Obviously, like, we're doing this, so, like, we're trying to do... Uh, does Boston have good clam chowder? So I don't eat seafood. Clam chowder. Uh, I don't, you don't eat seafood either, right? Clam chowder. But you don't eat seafood, right, Mike? Don't no, say it again. No, I don't eat I know. chowder. Uh, neither of us eat seafood. I go to Harvard and get a chowder? I hate you so much. So we're like terrible Bostonians because we don't eat seafood. But I like, have the lobster. I hate you so much. The seafood in Massachusetts is really good because uh, it's all caught here it's all caught like off the coast of massachusetts or the coast of maine uh so you know if you want lobster if you want fried clams you want clam chowder all that stuff is like phenomenal here so if you if you do want seafood um like this is this is a great 
town to get really good seafood. Um, you know, fried, baked, soup, whatever you want. They, there's good stuff. Boston has a lot of really good food in general. Uh, the North End is great if you want, like, really good Italian food. Um, if you want, like, amazing, like, world-class, uh, like, Italian pastries. So if you go to the North End, which is not far from where PAX is, um, I would probably recommend taking an Uber or Lyft. Um, but it's not far if you decided to walk, but it, again, it'll probably be cold. Um, there's Mike's Pastry and Modern Pastry, which are across the street from each other. And those are like the more touristy spots. And they're really good. Like they're definitely great. But no matter what time you go to those places, you'll probably have to wait in line to go there. Um, which again, if you want that experience and you want those things, totally do it. I'm not telling you not to. But little, you know, local trick Around the corner from Mike's, the block behind Mike's Pastry, there's another bakery called Bova's that's just as good, if not better. And not only are they a little bit more of a hidden gem, or they're more of a, they're not like a touristy spot. So you have, you'll still encounter crowds there sometimes, but it's normally not like a touristy crowd. Like the line for Modern and the line for Mike's go out out of the door. They go out of the place. Like there are long lines usually where Bova's, may have lines inside but it's much quicker and they're open 24 hours so if you have like a late night hankering for I don't know, cannoli or something bovis is your spot uh in college i used to go to bovis a lot too much some might say mm-hmm. but my that packs my clean eating is going to be on hold for a little bit i'm going to definitely be indulging in some some delicious food chowder not chowder stop saying chowder i hate you so much um i i will touch on before we wrap things up uh after parties are kind of a scene for PAX. Um, mm-hmm. If you aren't like going to like people's, thanks for stopping by, Cam. We'll see you in a few days. Um, if you are going to be at PAX and you want to like hit up some of the after parties, there's a lot of after parties that are like held by, you know, gaming related companies or entities like, you know, Acer has a party every year razor has a party you know other companies have parties um there's an adult swim party the two probably best ways to find those things is there's a there's a pax east facebook group that's just dedicated to like kind of sharing party information but also if you go to the penny arcade forums those are usually pretty helpful for a lot of pax related things including uh, a thread every year for pax east parties in general uh, at this stage of the game because it's a few days away there's probably not a lot of some of the parties are probably full. Um, some of them aren't actually paid, but you have to like get an Eventbrite ticket or some sort of like just registered ticket um, to like get you admission into there. So if you are interested in any of that on any of the days, I would check that out. There's some parties that are even before PAX starts. So if you're in town on Wednesday or Tuesday, there's some stuff that, that happens before PAX. Um, but outside of all those parties, I would definitely check out those two spaces to find them. I mean, a lot of the local places around there are going to be full of people at PAX. The Westin Lobby, which is the hotel connected to PAX, that's a great place. A lot of people from PAX hang out there, so that's a great place to, you know, have drinks with people, meet new people, talk to people, all that stuff. That's a great place to hang out. Um, You'll find us there from time to time, for sure. Um, But I would definitely look into that because, like, this year, the parties aren't always the same. There's some parties that are, like, you know, the sixth annual blah 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 party but then there's some things that are not here every year like this year there's actually a monster hunter festa uh joe's gonna go to that i believe it's saturday night um 
for that specific party, the tickets are already sold out, but they are going to do some general admission at the door. So if you go, if that's in, if you're a big Monster Hunter World person and you want to check that out, I would look up the time and the location. It's not too far from PAX. Probably not a place I'd walk, but you could definitely, you know, take a quick 10 minute, you know, drive over there um, or public transportation. But, you know, the, there, there are a lot of cool things that go on in packs and right outside of packs that are all related to the same thing. So I would definitely like take the time, look at the schedule, look at the panels, look at the booths that are going to be there, look at the after parties, try to plan as much of this stuff as you can simply because, you know, you want to have as much information going into it. So that way, when you're there, you're less overwhelmed, more prepared, and can kind of make more decisions on the fly if you do want to be like, you know what, like I'm having a great time here. I'm going to stay here or I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that instead or whatever. Um, and lastly, cosplay. Cosplay is a big deal mm-hmm. at PAX. Um, there's some amazing people that dedicate a lot of time, effort, and money into doing some really amazing things. Um, but what I would urge you to do is to you should be this way in all parts of your life and it's be nice but with cosplayers in particular you know it yes they're dressed up in this public place for people to look at them and take pictures and comment on them but always ask first before you just walk up and start taking pictures of people i have never seen a cosplayer unless they were like you know eating or something or like doing something like for a personal level, I have never seen a person in cosplay turn someone down for a picture. Um, so just be nice, be courteous, be respectful, ask. Um, make sure you do that before you just, you know, start sla- snapping pictures of people and, you know, whatnot. Um, but like I said, everyone's always nice. Everyone's there to, 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 to meet other people, to, to be friends and to, to have a good time. I've never seen a cosplayer turn someone down, but always just be courteous of these people that are, you know, doing something for everyone to enjoy but just make sure that you you know obviously have their consent their permission before you start just you know snapping away um and i guess i guess that's that kind of wraps up like final thoughts on packs i guess that's it it's it's gonna be exciting uh like i had mentioned at the top of the show we so we have a pass the controller panel on thursday and then i am going to be a guest on a panel on sunday so if you're at pax east on thursday I, we would love if you came to our panel uh, Thursday, February 27th at 7.30 p.m. in the Arachnid Theater. It's going to be the top 10 games we'd love to see as movies. We're going to have a portion of the panel where the audience can pitch us movies. So if you have an idea that you want to pitch and try to get on the list and try to dethrone one of our lists, we'd love for you to come up and make a case for it. Um, have a good time. It's going to be a great panel. It'll be myself. It'll be Dom and Todd from Past the Controller. It'll be Lily Zaldivar from Viz Media, Grayson Morales from Twinfinite, and Cameron Hawkins from Dual Shockers. It's going to be a great time. It's going to be a star-studded panel. It is our first panel, so we would love if you came and spent your Thursday night an hour of that time with us. And then on Sunday, March 1st at 2 p.m., I am going to be a panelist on celebrating 35 years of Tetris. Uh, It's going to be a fantastic panel. That one's in a bigger theater, and it's also going to be streamed on the official Twitch channel for PAX. So if you can't make the panel but still want to check it out, you can see it online streaming on Twitch at their channel. Um, But, yeah, that's pretty much it. Be nice to people. You know, practice great hygiene. Shower. Wear deodorant. and you know, wash your hands, please, when you go to the bathroom. You should be doing that anyway. But wash your hands when you go to the bathroom. Wash your hands throughout the day. You know, I. there's so many people. There's so many germs. It's an enclosed space. 
be conscious of that. Use hand sanitizer after you're, you know, at a game station. A lot of the booths, if not all of them, usually have hand sanitizer there. So that way when you're done playing, you can whatever. There's so many germs that get, you know, transferred with people's hands. So you'll be shaking people's hands, you know, hugging people maybe. Who knows? But just make sure you're, you know, practicing great personal hygiene stuff. Not only because you should be doing that anyway, but, you know, you want to avoid, you know, being that smelly person on the floor or avoid, you know, getting sick or getting someone else sick. Um, the Pax Plague is a real thing that affects real people, and it is not easy to avoid. Did you get sick last year after Pax? Mm-mm, I don't think so. Have you ever gotten the Pax Plague? I don't believe so. So what happened was there was the year I went where I was already sick. Oh. I think, uh, I think last year I may have gotten the plague, and that's the only time I've ever gotten it. Um, it was not fun. Yeah, it, I can't remember like actually feeling ill after i remember like going in sick but i did my best to both curb it and i was also like super germ conscious like every time i had to do something i was like all right get my hand sanitizer out yeah i'm 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 like a germaphobe in real life so i constantly wash my hands and like do things that are clean um so i packs i will sometimes just go to the bathroom to wash my hands because i just want clean hands i just you know i want to feel clean uh it is not not great to be spreading germs around or getting other people's germs. Uh, so yeah, just just be be a clean person at PAX, and you will be happy for it after. Trust me, because not only is PAX can be exhausting physically and mentally, that exhaustion if you're not being safe with cleanliness and hygiene, you will get sick very easily. Um, and like I said before, take moments to go outside and get fresh air. That will do wonders for you in so many ways um but yeah uh, drink a lot of water too drink drink that water stay hydrated stay hydrated that's what i meant to say last year and um i completely spaced on it but i want to give big props big shout outs to the man that was at pax last year just holding up a sign saying stay hydrated i don't remember that i remember that guy like walking around like he just had a sign that said stay hydrated i'm like you right man did you take any pictures of this guy i don't think so i would have to look at my pictures do you have any like top cosplays ever that we've seen at pax off Uh, the top of the dome giant reinhardt giant reinhardt was fucking dope i have like seven pictures with that giant reinhardt because reinhardt's my main one and two it was a dope cosplay uh anyone else there was that one year i think it was the first year that pax was officially uh, uh that overwatch came out so it must have been the year i guess the pax after that but there was a it was like three people it was someone dressed up as a car, someone dressed up as Diva, and someone dressed up as someone else, and the car, they were together, and the car had a sign on it that said, 50,000 people at PAX, but no one on the payload, or something I like that. that. I That cosplay, I fucking lost my mind. It was so good. Um, there's been a lot of good, a lot of good cosplays, though. There's been a lot of good ones. Like, I, I could go on for days. There's been so many. Um, uh... I feel like it wasn't last year. When was the payload tour? Two years ago? I think it was two years ago. The, so there was one year at PAX East where they, like, the, there was this Overwatch was doing, like, a payload tour. I, I don't know where all the spots were, but they, PAX East was one of the spots they did on the tour. And, like, the main lobby of PAX had, like, this cool thing you can get pictures done for, for yourself. 
but there were so many like really good Overwatch cosplayers that were some of them were probably paid to be there by Blizzard, mm-hmm. but then there was just like constantly people there because they were just dressed up in Overwatch cosplay and like I I could go through my phone. I'm sure I still have pictures. There's there was like so many great cosplays there, and then there were a lot of people that were dressed up in like Overwatch characters, but in Boston Uprising colors, which was just really cool to me too. Yeah. Um, but there's always a lot of a lot of good stuff. Um, uh, Jackfruit, friend of the show, she had a really good Chun Li last year. Um, but there there's always been a lot of really great cosplays like. The cosplay at, at PAX is is top notch. I I look forward to it every year because it's just I I always like kind of say I feel like we've talked about this before. Uh, I'd love to like go as like a lazy cosplay one then yet like a like a like regular clothes link or something like a I don't know. I'm sure there's a better way to describe it. Like a not a lazy cosplay, but like a fucking casual wear. Ca- casual cosplay, yeah, like casual link or something like that. I feel like that would be a, a cool little thing. I don't know. I respect cosplayers because a lot of time and effort that goes into that. And a lot of these people are like, like sewing their own stuff. Like they're, they're doing all these things. They're like making molds and like building these crazy contraptions that light up and do these things. Like it's really fucking cool. Um, it's, it's basically, they're making like props for movies or something. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's really cool what a lot of these people do. Um, but yeah, I guess that kind of, kind of wraps it up. Mike. For packs, unless you have anything else you wanted to, you want to throw out there. Uh, yeah, Chowra. I fucking hate you so much. Um, but like I said, at the top of the show, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty from the Salem, Massachusetts area on a Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night. Make sure to check them out at One Washington Square. Uh, if you want something delicious in the morning on the weekend, head on over there and get some chubbies in the morning. If you want to know what either of those things are in more detail, maybe get some sneak peeks. You can go to at Goodnight Fatty or at Good Morning Fatty on social media and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. And uh, if you do head down there, let them know Pass the Controller sent you. As always, you can find all of our content on PassTheController.io, on Twitter and Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you're a friend of the show, fan of the show, want to help support the show, the easiest way to do that and the freest way to do that is to share the podcast on social media, subscribe to the show, and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Even if you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, leaving us a review there is a huge, huge benefit. We would love if you do it. Um, it I, I look at it all the time to see if we get new ones. I appreciate everyone that has done one in the past. I would love if you took the time, if you listen to the show, to do that. Leave us five stars. Say something nice. If you do have a few bucks kicking around you want to help support the show, you can do that by going to PassTheController.io. Or sorry. You can go to PassTheController.Thrillers.com and getting some swag. Nice pass controller shirt, sweatshirt, some other form of merch to show your pride in the streets and throw a couple of dollars our way. Or go to patreon.com slash pass the controller and becoming a patron. Or if you're going to be at PAX East, come to our panel and show us some love there too. Um, as always, you can find me at Be Groom. You can find this guy at underscore Mike Opath. And then thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode 185. Chowda. I was waiting for you to do it. Oh. I thought you were gonna do it no, again. I was waiting for you to sign off with, with that. <laughs>